Back on September the 11th, 2001, our next guest was an economist with the ANZ National Bank. His name is Cameron Bagri. We're going to have a look at PREFU, the pre-election economic and fiscal update, and what might be in it at one o'clock. But Cameron, where were you uh, when 9-11 happened? Well, I was fast asleep, but I can remember this buzzing sound going repeatedly. You know, the buzzing sound was the phone. And normally when the phone goes in the middle of the night, you just ignore thing, but it was so repeated that I picked it up and answered it, and, and lo and behold, it was the dealers talking about what was going on, and financial markets were starting to go a little bit haywire in response to what was obviously a pretty big nasty shock. Absolutely. What happened to the likes of the New Zealand dollar? Did it fall out of bed? Yeah, bonds rallied, New Zealand dollar, yeah, risk, aver- risk aversion was was back. You know, when risk appetites get dented, you tend to see the likes of the New Zealand dollar tends to other currencies. Yeah, 22 years ago today, eh? Well, let's have a look at uh, one o'clock this afternoon. Prefu, opening the books. Is it going to be ugly? Oh, I think it'll be a bit ugly, challenging in the near term because what we know is that the government's tax take is falling away pretty sharply and a lot of that is because you, know, you, you take away farming profitability. Well, farmers pay no tax and odds are farmers are not going to be paying tax for a few more years. That's just the way the tax cycle, provisional tax sort of works. So less money coming in the door. Uh, the government's got to tout and about in regards to the money going out the door. So I suspect what's called their cash residual deficits, which is yeah, yeah, your cash flow statement includes operational spending, capital spending. Yeah, they're going to need to be borrowing in the order of 25 to $30 billion in this year and the next year. Now, the fiscal forecast, I suspect, will have a bit of a hockey stick-style improvement three years out because that's what you get when you put some pretty low expenditure numbers into the fiscal forecast. You, know, you say you're going to commit to a, a spending diet. Well, the proof will be in the pudding in regard to two to three years out whether they actually stick to that spending diet. But subject to those assumptions, I suspect the fiscal forecast will show a return to surplus but I'll be a lot more focused on the numbers over the next couple of years because they obviously reflect government policy right here and now as opposed to what could only be described as some pretty heroic spending assumptions to get us back to surplus. Cameron Bagri, independent economist. These days, you used to work for a major trading bank. Are they ripping us off? Our OCR rate is at 5.5%. It'll be interesting to see whether it stays there. But I just had a look this morning at the floating rates from the four major trading banks. ASB, ANZ, Westpac, all at 8.64%. BNZ at 8.69%. Admittedly, these are rack rates. But that's a big margin over and above a 5.5% OCR rate. Yeah, they are, and, and banks tend to price away you know, what's called the floating rate. They get a lot more aggressive on the one- to two-year rates, and that's where most borrowing takes place. Yeah, stepping back, Jamie, looking at the bigger picture, look, banks have done incredibly well over the past couple of years. It's been a combination of a pretty good economy, and they've actually expanded margins, which has benefited the bottom line, and yeah, bank profits pre-tax cracked the $10 billion mark. So it's, a, it's an awful lot of money. Well, so they are ripping us off, Cameron? Well, potentially. Look, banks are big entities, so they should be making a lot of money. All right. I guess the issue is that how much is too much? You know, I don't have a problem with banks making money because they're big entities. Now, the issue I have with banks is that when you're making alpha returns, are you taking risk on the other side? And what we tend to see is that banks make turbocharged returns, but if you look at their non-performing loans losses 
across the business cycle, they don't tend to see an awful lot of losses. So they're taking on one hand and not giving with the other. You know, I think this government inquiry investigation into banks is looking in the wrong places. Yeah, retail banking, which is what they've limited this investigation to, is where we've got the most competition. That's across the mortgage market, where we've got a lot less pricing transparency, and banks tend to slip in a little bit more margin. Is in the business sector, corporate, the agri, yeah, those sort of worlds, uh, and that's about sixty percent of bank profits. Yeah, forty percent of bank profits comes from personal banking. So. We're looking at the smaller part of bank profits, not the bigger part. Yeah, well, the, the margins are far too high, if you ask me, for, for farm loans. They're saying that they're a bigger risk now, but I think it's profiteering. That's just my opinion, not yours. Really quick final question for you, Adrian or OCR. I think the next announcement is early October. Will he go again? Because if he does, it will be the death now for the economy. Well, I don't think he's going to go anytime soon, but... 2024, there's two big things to watch. Uh, one is China. Uh, the more problematic China becomes, the greater the prospect interest rates will need to come down. Uh, the flip side is that the more any incumbent government decides to put money into this economy via spending, via GST tax wiggles, or via some sort of tax package, the more pressure it is going to be the Reserve Bank to lift interest rates in 2024. So there's there's raising symmetric risks out there at the moment, Jamie, both sides. Cameron Bagri, thanks for your time. We'll wait with bated breath to see what comes with the pre-foo uh, announcement at 1pm when we open the books. Cheers. All the best, Jamie.